Thanks for tuning in to episode 3, which is the final episode of Blowing the Whistle. First, I'd like to thank our sponsor, the Iowa ACLU, which is the American Civil Liberties Union. According to ACLU.org, the American Civil Liberties Union was founded in 1920 and is our nation's guardian of liberty. The ACLU works in the courts, legislatures, and communities to defend and preserve the individual rights and liberties guaranteed to all people in this country by the Constitution and laws of the United States. In my previous episodes, I have talked about multiple whistleblowers, including Upton Sinclair. Upton Sinclair was the first to blow the whistle on the meatpacking plants in Chicago. The Jungle was published on February 26, 1906. Roosevelt passed the Food and Drug Act on June 3, 1906, but now laws against whistleblowers are preventing change because the government is suppressing Americans' right to free speech through ag-gag laws. Twenty-five states have tried to pass ag-gag laws, but only six have, including Iowa as of 2012 and of March 2019. On February 21st of 2019, the Des Moines Register published an article written by Donnell Eller. Attorney General Tom Miller filed a motion to stop Iowa from enforcing the 2012 ag law. In 2008, Hallmark and Westland Meatpacking Company voluntarily recalled over 143 million pounds of raw and frozen beef after undercover video recorders discovered inhumane slaughter of cows that violated the law. The undercover investigator was working for the Humane Society of the United States, just as one did for Dean Wyatt, as we discussed in Episode 1. The Hallmark and Westland meat plants in Chino, California, were at the time a top supplier to the National School Lunch Program. After the recall, the USDA demanded Hallmark and Westland were cut off immediately from the school lunch business. This also resulted in a $150 million lawsuit against Hallmark and Westland. Also, in 2011, Chicago Animal Rights Group Mercy for Animals uncovered battery cage overcrowding with dead hens in an Iowa egg farm. Another Iowa sting operation found pigs in too small of confinement cages and witnessed testicular removal on piglets with no painkillers. The 2012 ag-gag law changed things. If the law was in place in 2008, Hallmark and Westland could have been the victims in the court case for animal facility tampering. The 2012 AGAG law prevents undercover workers from filming or obtaining any audio or pictures to investigate animal welfare or any other violations of the law without permission of the facility owner. In January of 2019, a federal judge ruled the 2012 ag law unconstitutional because it was a clear violation of our First Amendment right. This was a win for animal protection as well as free speech. The American Legal Defense Fund Executive Director said, 
Ag-ag laws are a pernicious attempt by animal exploitation industries to hide some of the worst forms of animal abuse in the United States. Today's victory makes it clear that the government cannot protect these industries at the expense of our constitutional rights. But why does the government support this manipulative and unethical industry? Well, QZ.com reports, in 2014, the meat industry contributed approximately $10.8 million in political campaigns and an additional $6.9 million directly on lobbying the federal government. Lobbying the federal government is essentially paying them to support your interest in legislation, and it has been working. In March of 2019, new, a new ag-ag law was passed, which creates a whole new crime called Agricultural Production Facility Trespass. This makes it illegal for people to gain access to an animal agriculture production facility through deception if they intend to cause harm to the business interests of the facility. This is because these companies know when the full truth gets out, business will decline. I spoke with Veronica Fowler, who is the Iowa ACLU Communications Director. I asked her six questions. First, I asked what the change was from the 2012 to March AGAG law. Her response was that it was a completely new law with the same idea. Now the focus was on job application deception. This was also confirmed by my research. Second, I asked if there has been a case of an undercover journalist and or activist that was a biosecurity hazard. The reason I asked is because in this new ag-ag law, the justification for these industries to prevent whistleblowers coming into their facilities is because they say these whistleblowers are biosecurity hazards to the animals and essentially, they are saying that they are only trying to protect the animals. Her response to this question was absolutely not. She and nor I have ever heard of any undercover journalist and or activist that was a biosecurity hazard. Additionally, she commented on the fact that there are already laws put in place against trespassing and damaging properties in these agricultural facilities. Next, I asked if it should be okay for whistleblowers to expose the truth. Of course, she said yes, because it is our constitutional right. This is why there is so much backlash about these ag-ag laws from animal rights organizations and organizations like the ACLU. These laws are preventing people from telling the truth and creating positive change in industries that really need it. Another question I asked her, because of my research that I've done with the book Fast Food Nation about political donations, I asked, does political donations affect Iowa law specifically? She said, absolutely. There is lots of money from 
agriculture going to Iowa representatives, and it is definitely having an impact on our legislation here in Iowa. Next, I asked, how can we combat the new law? She responded that we should write to our Iowa Senate representatives and oppose this law and give our opinion on how it is unjust. Lastly, I asked Veronica Fowler about other ways we can expose these industries without getting in trouble with the new ag-ag laws. She responded by saying that people even of my young age can join organizations that the ACLU works with, such as People Power. People Power is a grassroots army. They work with volunteers and supporters in every corner of the United States to defend civil liberties and civil rights. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and I would just like to give a little purpose behind it. The, the reason why I wanted to talk about all of these whistleblowers and the retaliation they faced is because it is very unjust, and it is against our constitutional right of free speech. The only way that we can fix problems in America is by sharing them and talking about them with everyone. We need to get everyone involved and have everyone be aware of serious issues that are occurring in our country. Thanks for listening.